0: Welcome back to the Easy Podcast. This is
1: Eric and this is Zach. Hence the name Easy. We got it right for once. <laughs> usually we say it the other way around. Uh, I usually intro, and it's doesn't it's, the ZA podcast <laughs> doesn't have the Z- same the Z-Z- Z Z-Z. <laughs> the Z. <Z-Z. laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Uh, Eric, what's up, man? It's it's been a couple of weeks. Oh, this image of when you said ring,
0: I was just ready to throw one up and. Create a portal oh. into another world. Yeah. Right there.
1: Clever idea, I thought. Uh, yeah. We're, of course, referencing, of course, like you know. Uh, it didn't... I mean, perhaps. Maybe. I mean, it didn't bomb I at mean, the box office. But we couldn't
0: possibly be talking about Lord of the Rings. No. I mean, we will someday. Or... What, any other Ring movie? The Ring. The Ring, yeah.
1: No. (laughs) No, we are talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. uh, Which, oddly enough, is our movie that we're going to be talking about this week. Mm -hmm. Um, February, January, March are all real slow movies.
0: It seemed really thin. Yeah. It
1: was funny, because when I walked
0: into the movie theater last night, I'm like, I'm out of practice. Like, I was like, (laughs) I walked in, I'm like, what do I do? I don't even, (laughs) and I was thinking back, I'm like, when was the last time I saw a movie? And it was 1917.
1: Right. In the theater. Right, right. no no, you didn't see 19 it wasn't the year yeah year 1917 it was a silent movie in black and white (laughs) that was the last time (laughs) the last time it's been 84 years here i am
0: yeah that little animated character walking across the screen (laughs) in in our last
1: (laughs) in our last from the bid yeah uh before we get to sonic the hedgehog though which i have some positive things to say about Mm -hmm. surprisingly um Let's uh, let's talk about what we've been watching. So, Eric, you're in the process of moving, so you're not yeah, watching a whole lot. there's boxes everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, I
0: mean, I do take breaks. I, you know, I box like 10 or 12 things, and I get 12 or boxes in moving into the garage. Because we're trying to stage yeah. all the stuff in the garage just to make it easier, cleaning-wise. And then... You know, for when the I have to come to load it. <laughs> it up into the truck for you. Yeah, actually. So we're, I'm going to have it all loaded. What? So it's just going to be an unload, which will make it easier. All right. Yeah, cool. I do like to take breaks. And in between those breaks, I'm either shipping out the the phase pubs the hella sketchy face pops or I'm, is that the legal term you have to use for i can't say <laughs> i can't say the f word <laughs> the five lettered f the, word and the f word had to be removed mm. from the boxes fair enough um and i'm grateful for my printer for reminding me of that
1: are those still available or no there are there's
0: still some there's still uh there's still a handful Eh, maybe two handfuls left two handfuls all right we'll put the link in the description yeah
1: but go grab you some they're pretty cool
0: but uh between that and not that that, uh, you know i have to sit down and take a break and so um i've been trying to get caught up on the better call Saul. yeah and um and Gustavo Fring has been reintroduced in the last. Yeah, a
1: little bit of spoilers for Better yeah. Call Saul. I mean, but it's like five years old now. It is this, old. This season you're watching. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: old. I, I mean, I just haven't. I I didn't really. I didn't know it existed. I mean, you had mentioned it. Yeah. Um, in one of our earlier episodes, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool," and then I actually went hunting for it, and I got it, and right. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna." It's
1: like, great get on this. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah, it's different than Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. obviously, but I think it's still just as good to me. It is. It's. I mean, it I is. guess it's missing a little bit of that, like, Brian Cranston amazingness, because, mm-hmm. like, he's just so good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every, everybody else in this, I mean, Grant's a lot of people from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. so that helps. But story progression, like, storylines are really interesting. Nothing feels like, oh, you're just doing this to, for a money grab. You know, it actually feels like stories worth telling.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel that way. Yeah. I mean, though, I'm sure there's some of that. There is probably. um, There's enough story, there's enough character development out of Breaking Bad over the five seasons that that was out Mm -hmm. um, to make it an interesting prequel. Right. Um, So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm just to the part where um, Kim is pushing herself too hard and crashed. The car on the way to this second class. Yeah, it's the then, end of season three. Yeah. Yeah. And then the papers are everywhere and Oh man. I knew it was coming too. Yeah. You could just tell you're like, oh, she's gonna fall asleep with the wheel. But she seems like alert and then
1: it cut, boom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's really good storytelling. Yeah. Like Vince it is. Gilligan is is I think it's is it Vince Gillian or Vince Gilligan, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's Gilligan, but anyways, great storyteller, I think. Um and yeah, there's one more season, and that's it. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, just like Breaking Bad. So, yeah. wonder what he'll do next. Hopefully, he goes to movies. I hope. Like, yeah, he's he's a really interesting, but he's kind of a long form writer. So maybe he'll just keep doing TV. I mean, it, it works. It's great. Um, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And
0: um, what about you? What have you been watching?
1: Well, I took a trip down memory lane, uh, even though I don't have memories of it. So. <laughs> yeah we basically last week um we decided uh, okay so we watched the this tom hanks disney movie called saving mr banks Mm -hmm. which is about like the process of walt disney gaining the rights to mary poppins to make the uh, 1973 movie yeah 1963 i think it's 73 um anyways as we're as my wife and i are watching this granted this is years ago now where i'm like i've I don't think I've ever seen Mary Poppins.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Cause I none of it, it, felt it a kid familiar. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. I
1: mean, you, yeah, you would
0: have, Oh, here it comes. Here <laughs> comes. The-
1: hey, you already, you already opened I did it. with. throw that. my, I did uh-huh. tee that one up yeah. for you. But <laughs> I mean, well, that's when most people watch it is when mm-hmm. they're a kid. Cause it's a, well, it's a kid's movie. Sure. So, um, so we finally decided we have Disney plus now, so everything's on there mm-hmm. and, um, we're like, well, let's watch Mary Poppins. So I saw Mary Poppins, um, Dick Van Dyke is incredible. Mm-hmm. Julie Andrews is incredible. Yeah, yeah. and um, it—I definitely missed the boat as a 31-year-old watching Mary Poppins for the first time, <laughs> right. yeah. or at least to my recollection, watching it for the first time. Yeah, uh, it, yeah it didn't hit probably as much as it would have, yeah. nostalgia-wise. The, and
0: and the and the purity of your imagination it, it, has right. been tainted. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but it was interesting because like. Um, then the next night, so we had we had a Mary Poppins marathon basically. Oh wow! So then the next night we watched the new one, the Mary mm-hmm. Poppins Returns with uh, Emily Blunt, and that one I really enjoyed. Yeah, I thought it was very good. That was released what? That was a 2018? couple years ago. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It's pretty pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, really good, really great, um, like art direction and stuff. Which the first one had really good art direction too. I think. I think that's kind of what that movie had going for the original one is like. Just really smart ideas and stuff that in 73 they couldn't necessarily, you know, execute them as our imaginations are. But now it's like you can do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Um, And they still decided to do straight up like 2D animation sequences and stuff, which I thought was really cool. Um, I found out before I saw the movie a while ago that they actually brought back original... 2d animated artists from the original movie oh really to do these yeah. So that's pretty wow. incredible
0: that is cool yeah
1: um but anyways i think the, i think mary poppins returns um it definitely hit better for me but it's like again it's a modern movie i, I think haven't seen it i need to go it's watch actually it. really good yeah. i think i think emily blunt does a great job she's no julie andrews in the singing but yeah i think character wise she's really good yeah um and then lin-manuel um, miranda is the chimney sweep character you know but he's a he's a lamp lighter Mm -hmm. in this one um and he does a great job too the only like beef i had with it that kind of is a testament to that walt disney era of movies is like oh my gosh the music in the original so memorable yeah uh i like as soon as we finished watching mary poppins returns i couldn't really think of any of the music i just heard Mm. not that it was bad music it was just there's something stick about, in your yeah, head yeah there's something about it just didn't stay but i was singing you know chim chimity chim <laughs> Chimity, chim chim, <laughs> chim true like yeah immediately after watching <laughs> the second cla- one it was, like, it's like it was in my instant head. classic yeah yeah um and then like a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down like it's just there's so much about the amazing writing and those music stingers yeah. you know that mm-hmm. i think works so well in the original yeah um and then of course we watched uh Saving Mr. Banks the night after that. And so I got the whole history and and, yeah. and walkthrough of Mary Poppins. But that's cool. Uh it was yeah, it was fun to watch a movie, you know, how it's progressed forty years later in a I guess, you know, kind of necessary style. Um I say that because you know there's been a couple of other franchises that have tried to do that forty years later, and it didn't really yeah, work the same. I'm trying to think of that
0: well, the name of that other. There's an. Um, uh, it's very similar. The, the The story is she's the woman's a nanny. Oh, uh,
1: the McPhee or yeah, whatever. yeah, nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee. Yes. Yeah.
0: the same kind of mm-hmm. idea. It's it was like Mary Poppins, right? You know,
1: but. New school, something about it just wasn't. I mean, I never saw it, but it didn't have that spark of interest I, I, for me. At least, I, I did
0: like it actually. Oh yeah, it was, um, I mean, Mary Poppins was old, but uh, you know, I enjoyed that as a kid, and it was it was great, and um, and the, and it was a new coat of paint for that kind of a um, little bit different story, but it was it was so similar. It was like yeah, they they basically. Yeah, spruced up Mary Poppins. The eating. English maid genre. Of yeah, movies. yeah. And it was cool. I, I, you know, and the one line that I still quote from it is ginger beer. <laughs> 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 that, that was my best attempt at that accent. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Well, she takes the kids out. You know, the kids are because their dad lost their, his wife and the kids are in disarray because they lost their mom. Some, you know, ailment or something. And, huh. Um, and he's, anyway, it's no, no spoilers for that. I mean, that's a really, it's been out long for 10 years or more. Right. Um, but there's a scene where she takes the kids out for a picnic and, um, you know, and she's kind of winning them over and, um, and they have ginger beer, AKA ginger ale. Right. And the kids, one of the little kids is like ginger beer. Yeah, anyway.
1: It's a great story.
0: <laughs> yeah, good talk. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. Thanks. Yeah, no, d- uh, no, don't call us. We'll call you. Yeah. What else? What else you've been watching? or?
1: Well, we went to Disneyland.
0: Yeah, you did. Um, Wait, okay, so do you, you've been to Disneyland a few times. Now. You have season passes. Yeah, we're annual pass holders now. Season passes, and you don't live in California. No. This is fantastic. But we're
1: only five hours away. This is
0: true. We're that's not all that, that matters. far. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. If, gosh, if we, if we lived in California in Anah- or Anaheim, like ugh, every, every week weekend. weekend. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, or
0: actually, I would imagine you would probably
1: avoid the weekends and you'd probably oh, go during the week. Yeah. We would be like, hey, you want to take Thursday off and mm-hmm. just go to Disney? Yeah. Um, it was insanity um so the newest star wars ride is open in galaxy's edge and uh did you get in we uh, did uh, ah so you knew the so trick we didn't get in the first day um we didn't even get through the gate until like eight fifteen. oh wow which was bad like there was it, so there was a significant line it was huge wow yeah we started the line at 720 they didn't wouldn't get let through the gate until 8 15. did other people start the line earlier Oh, yeah. People, I'm sure people were there at like they 6, 5.30, five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So um, the next day, the second day, we went in, and we left in, uh, 45 minutes earlier than the first day, and we walked through the gate at 7.59. Oh, wow. It hit 8 o'clock. We checked in, got a boarding group. So if you're unfamiliar, the way that they're currently doing the new Star Wars ride is that you have to be uh, ticketed through, scanned, mm-hmm. inside the park. And the app is the only way you can get into a boarding group, this Disneyland app. And it knows whether or not you're in the park or not. So you can't like go to the shorter line in California Adventure and then pop over, you know, it knows. So at eight o'clock, um, boarding groups open, you have to hit the boarding group, join boarding group, and you get a number. And if you're in the number, like it's one through 125 or something like that, um, then you're in. Yeah. And, you're, and you're most likely going to ride that day. There you go. Um, so we got 60. So we ended up getting in the ride about like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So
0: this is, so if I'm going to reiterate this because this is a very important part of you getting on this ride and start. And the ride is the star Wars uh, r- uh, rise of the resistance, rise of the resistance yeah. which is the new one that just opened in February, uh, January. January, Yeah. And um, so, if you don't know, you don't just roll up with your oh, fast pass and get to go in. I
1: can't even tell you how many it people were disappointed. doesn't work that
0: way. Exactly. Yeah. So we want to bring you some value. <laughs> I almost want to give a, like a, a spoiler alert type of thing to get people's attention because... This is super important. I haven't even been there yet, and I'm grateful that I know the process. Yeah, it's Because I know intense. I would be so livid oh, if I sure. got there and I couldn't get on. There and, then, was, and this is happening every day. I mean, there were
1: thousands of people that were disappointed. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and it's insane because- you're sitting in that front area with all the flowers, you know, it says the Disneyland sign of the train depots right there. And you, you check in and you just hear people going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like all like just, I mean, hundreds of people in different areas and you'll hear like really quiet scream. And then, (laughs) and then you, you look around and you notice people like, bummed out yeah and you're like oh no yeah there's didn't. probably more of those oh there definitely than there is. were the ones yeah. that actually got in yeah so yeah. and then they stop at like eight fifteen. 15 they stop even handing out boarding yeah. passes at all to like uh, they have like a backup list like if you want to like a weighty list if people don't show or something yeah just in case so yeah. but it, yeah it was insanity um we got on it um the ride itself is it's pretty spectacular it, it's it's a pretty amazing to see like where the technology is um especially like in just amusement park ride stuff yeah. um so now
0: what it what it is is it exactly we know the other one was it's like a cart ride basically you're you're in the in falcon. the falcon yeah as a team of like six six people mm-hmm. kind of doing things this one's
1: not interactive mm-hmm. um in that regard you're just in a cart basically and you're prisoners and then you're getting shimmied through and and uh prisoners
0: a, of the empire
1: yeah so you're you're on you're on well prisoners of the first order Let sure, me be yeah specific here, cause people are gonna right. at me um <laughs> and a certain character helps you break out mm-hmm. s- so to speak um so to speak i said that wrong uh and and then you so then you're on this track thing but you're not really on a track it's this cool if you watch the imaginary documentary they talk about it mm-hmm. so the cars are on this and I, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm gonna say rf identifiers but i think that's the wrong term electric electromagnetic well like no not, it's something. like they read um they read like barcodes or something or some sort of a scanning system scans, yeah, yeah on the ground as it's moving so there's no tracks so you look down and there is no tracks. Wow. It's just your wheels and you're just going through and you're doing stuff. Um, the thing that absolutely blows me away about it is the scale of it. You, at one point, you're, you're going through a, uh, a turret, like a, a, a cannon mm-hmm. system. And the cannons are five times as big as the cart that you're in. And they're moving. Like And, you're, and you actually drive in front of them as they're moving and stuff. And it's pretty intense. Like wow. They're huge, huge pieces of equipment. Um, and then... They're like, oh, if this goes bad, it's going to go bad. Yeah, this would be really bad. Um, (laughs) And then you go into a room that has these giant first order at at walkers, and they're two scale. Wow, it's just amazing. Like you're just looking up, and you're like, wow, that's how big they would be. And uh, there's a lot of really cool things about it. Really cool. There's a lot of that. um, If you've seen that old Tupac. 3d projection mm-hmm. thing yep. you know that yeah, they've come Ch- a long Coachella, way from yeah. that um they've updated that a lot so um there's a, a bunch of that in this with kylo and hux and and some other stuff um not all of it worked for us they're still kind of in that testing period that's why they're doing the boarding groups oh, gotcha. um, because they're still working at kinks so um there's a certain moment or something comes through the ceiling and it didn't actually happen for when we wrote it. So I didn't get to experience that, but um, everything else for the most part worked and it's really cool. There's like a little drop that happens. It's like, I think like eight feet. Um, but it was awesome. It, it's the attention to detail in that world. And this is Disney in general yeah. is just, I mean, you feel like you're on set, Yeah, you know, even, even the lighting, it feels cinematic. It feels like if I just, well, in fact, I did. If you take your camera out with your phone and you start shooting video, it's going to look, I'm not going to say it's going to look like a Star Wars movie, but it's going to look
0: pretty darn close. Pretty great. (laughs) It's not
1: going to look like a photo that you took with your phone. There is a cinematic quality to the way that they light it and diffuse the lighting and everything like that. So you feel like you're in the movie. Um, The biggest thing, and I want to talk about this because this is... um, something that carries over into the Mandalorian as well is they have, when you walk out of the, when you first get onto the star destroyer or whatever, there's this big, huge led wall. I mean, it's, it's the biggest led wall I've ever seen. Wow. And it, but it's, it's live. So there's like spaceships, there's tie fighters flying by and stuff like that. And so there's live are, video. Yeah, It's like an the, actual yeah. video. Um, and that's carry over from, well, not carryover per se, but, they're doing that with the mandalorian i don't know if you've seen all these articles and stuff that are coming out so they're now that now they're able to talk about how the mandalorian was made and um it's like this is the f- we talked about this with the unreal engine led wall screen sure, right. with the yeah. camera moves and the, uh, the yeah the shooting moves. shooting with an led wall background yeah as opposed to like a green screen or something like that yeah. right and um, so now there's more information coming out about the Mandalorian, how it was shot that way. And uh, Matt Workman is trying to do kind of like an indie version of it. And it's really cool. So check his stuff out, um, cinematography database um, on Instagram and Twitter and everything. Um, but yeah, it's just like the scale, the detail. The, I mean, life-size everything, life-size TIE fighters. It's, it's just, it's an amazing experience.
0: Well, and the internet's lighting up with these really cool experiences with the live actors that are walking around. Yeah, like there was like this kid that was dressed up like Kylo, and he had an interaction with the Kylo that's walking. Oh, around. really? Yeah, and they they kind of had yeah. their little battle thing. That's yeah. funny. I you had Chewie rub my beard. Yeah. See now, yeah. If, was there a video of that? No. See if there's a video that would have been a viral thing right there. Cause, it's too bad. I mean, people are having these really great experiences yeah. like that, just walking around, right? and uh super
1: cool it's it's great the immersion yeah. is there it, it's it's the number one thing that disney amusement parks do um and i think it's great is it worth that line i don't know yet yeah. um I, i'm looking forward to when there's no more boarding process and you can kind of just walk up to it and ride it um so I would like to ride it a couple times before because it's hard to get that gauge that first ride because you sure, just everything's yeah. new and you're trying to figure it all out yeah um
0: it's after like the fourth or fifth time around yeah you're picking up all the other little details
1: right yeah yeah um but was a lot of fun Uh, another thing i did while i was at disney though um in the downtown disney area which you don't have to go into the park for there's this um vr experience
0: oh yes um called the void yes tell me about that i you know it's funny because i sent Uh you a link to this it's fine go ahead i i was i because it was all marvel Right. And you know the kind of Marvel geek I am. And so I was like, This looks awesome. And you're like, Meh <laughs> Yeah. And and fair enough, because the 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 website that had the video didn't really capture no. kind of what it was, but I was like, Oh, this has potential.
1: Yeah. It it didn't make me interested in it until I saw like somebody else talking about it like a real person not mm-hmm. some ad that they right? made yeah and and then footage of like their side by it was like a side by side i think And i was like oh okay that to me that explains a lot more yeah. about what you are yeah. doing um this is incredible it is this is going to be the future of something like i'm not sure if it's amusement parks or if it's just experiences or video games or i mean we're already in a doing a whole bunch of vr stuff in in video games and to me it's still not quite there like a lot of things um, well, I'm looking in the for, tech world. I'm looking
0: forward to you putting on the Oculus and doing yeah. some stuff and Well, that's, that's
1: that's what this was. So these yeah. were Oculus units. Um, mm-hmm. So basically you have a vest attached with a little computer on your back, like a little processor on your back that's sending out a signal to, I'm sure, a much bigger processor somewhere mm-hmm. else, server or something. And then you have a full headgear, like a helmet, Oculus, so there's a little bit more power in it, I think, than just the normal like consumer one that you can buy. Yeah, um, and then you don't have hand things at all,
0: so there's no control, no controls.
1: The immersiveness is insane. Like you walk in, and the first thing you do is the walls digitize around you, and then mm-hmm. oh, by the way, you get to choose like your armor that you that you get to be. So you like their color and your your gender mm-hmm. of it. And um, so I did orange. My wife did green. And then we were you. You do groups of four. So the other couple, uh, I can't red remember, and blue, red probably. and pink, or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, but the walls start digitizing around you, and then you look down, and your hands moving are now Iron Man slash Black Panther armor. hands, And it's to your movements. Yeah. Like if I made a peace sign, it makes, there's gotta be
0: some kind of, there's gotta be some kind of scanner. Yeah. A 3d
1: scanner. So there's, I think there's, there's gotta be a bunch of sensors in the room. Yeah. And then after seeing um, the Oculus that you had, there's scanners on the headpiece too, which I didn't realize. Yeah. So I think when I'm looking down and I'm looking at my hands, that headpiece scanner is doing all of that. Yeah. Um, But I, you know, I reached over, put my hand on my wife's shoulder, and it was like to scale. Like everything is accurate. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little off. That's why, like, it's not quite there yet. Yeah. But I, I, that was what sold it for me. You get, you get like a minute, maybe, in that room before you actually leave and you start walking. And I'm sure it looks absolutely ridiculous to like the workers and stuff because you're walking probably just through like a big. Black room, yeah, with nothing in it. Dots everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, like tracking dots uh-huh, and everything. Yeah. But to you, like you're walking through Doctor Strange's building, yeah, or the airport scene that you have a fight with Black Widow and the Wasp, and you're with, actually and physically walking. You're not yeah. on like a treadmill. No, thing. you you're actually yeah. going through hallways, yeah. And, yeah, and stuff like that. That's cool. And then at one point, you're flying um, a shield airplane and my you, your hand like they actually made you're in a quinjet sweet and um you're actually flying it and you you put your hands like my, my real hands on a real steering wheel that is in the same shape as the one that's rendered yeah wow. so you feel completely immersed yeah and then there's in that same and you're sitting down there's no a, no you're standing up you're flying standing it up, yeah. there's no sitting down i think that maybe would break it or oh, they're somehow. worried about the sensor the in, yeah. the, in the vest oh and something? you also have um like motion sensors on your chest. So if you get hit like by the robots or whatever, when you get shot, it vibrates and and yeah, it moves a little bit, which is, which is another level. Like you, you buy into it instantly. Your brain is all of a sudden, you're like, this is real. It's like
0: the suit from ready player one. Yeah, it it really (laughs) is.
1: And the thing that sells it too, is like, this isn't just you walking around in a VR suit. It's, you know, they made that steering wheel when you're walking through, um, Dr. Strange's lair, He has another portal open that has like, um, uh, like it's like the North Pole. So there's like snow and stuff on the ground in your in your vision. Oh, like when he got
0: when he was training. Yeah, uh, but but what
1: they do in the room for you is they're blowing. It's cold air. They're actually blowing like snow, like fake snow at you. Like you, there's another level there that they do that helps your brain like really buy into it. So. Um, I definitely recommend it. It was like maybe 35 bucks a person. And it's like a 20 minute experience. Wow. That's it's really cool. Totally worth it. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it was awesome. There's a star Wars one now. Um, but I think, gosh, we're, we're five years away from this being just entirely believable. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. I think if you're, if you're looking to, for something to do and you don't necessarily want to spend those Disneyland bucks, uh, jump over to that. And it's, totally worth it i think especially yeah. now you know they got the like star wars one now if that's your bag like do that i'm sure it's great yeah i mean i need to do the marvel one for sure yeah definitely before it's gone i think it's yeah. it's really cool yeah all right well you want to get to our feature presentation here
0: yeah we should uh jump into that i mean the only osmosis thing that i have watched was strange or stranger i'm sorry stranger yes it's an english uh, series is it strange and it's strange meaning that it there's there's like three stories happening simultaneously and they kind of overlap and it bounces around you're not really sure who's what and where they're going and why <laughs> so oh well, that's now make it, it now that's for my daughter who's been actually sitting down watching it okay um for me, it's even worse because I didn't start from the beginning. You know, I kind of come in, get sucked into half an episode, and then I've got to go do some, you know, pock, box some more stuff up. So it looks interesting. I mean, plus there's that kind of English approach to it. So Yeah, it was a little more dry. and, um, But it looks intriguing. The look to it and the editing, you know, technical aspect of it looks pretty good.
1: Netflix on Netflix yeah all right stranger on Netflix recommended I, I guess I mean I I mean I would like
0: to recommend it I just don't know enough about it yet sure I just haven't sat down and, and like I need to start from the beginning yeah and and, and dive in but um, you came in halfway and you're asking
1: who's that who's that guy who's yeah that guy? who's and here? there's
0: some great actors in it um, and then the girl that played a uh, ghost from um, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp was in there. So Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, she plays this shady character, but I mean it I'm still trying to figure it out. Sure. So. Probably start over. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but yeah, let's let's jump in. Let's talk about the little blue hedgehog. Yeah. The blue devil. <laughs> the blue devil. I'm <laughs>
1: not crazy. Um He was right the whole time. Yeah. Uh man, I look okay. I want to say this up top. Uh, we, we've we gone to... We did Wreck-It Ralph, you know, we did, last yeah. year or two years ago, whenever yeah. that was. Um, we've done animated movies before. To me, this is no different than that. Like, sure. why Why do we hold live-action CG kids' movies up to a different magnifying glass than CG kids' movies? Right. I don't think there should be. This is clearly you and I were not necessarily the targeted audience for this. Right. Okay, there's a couple of things, though, that, like, there's a couple of gags and jokes that clever children's movies, children's uh, properties will write in for the parents.
0: Yeah, because they want the parents to r- have enjoy a good their time, time, Yeah, too, they don't want so. to be miserable while their kids Cause are game, having them, fun. Because
1: they want them to tell their other parent friends to go, hey, it's good. Go see yeah, it. yeah, right. Um, there was a lot in this, I think, that was kind of meant for uh, older audiences, not in like a, uh, that's a, that's way too adult type of thing. This is definitely a very PG movie. Yeah. It's Um, super family friendly. Yeah. And I I was curious how they were going to do it. I was curious if they were going to go kind of the, the modern PG where they get a couple of cuss words in every once in a while. 13. Yeah. yeah. Where Mm -hmm. it's almost PG 13, but it's not quite, um, but no, this is like a, you know, we use the term hard R, but this is a hard PG movie. Yeah. Um, Every time somebody's about to cuss, something happens, and it's it almost becomes kind of like a running gag. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I was like, "Ah, oh, come on!" Like that's that's the that's the cheesy way. I just don't write that line to begin with. If that's what you're gonna do, but then they kind of use it three or four times yeah and it, it's like okay well that's I, I get it you're actually kind of playing into that stereotype yeah, yeah. of pg movies not cussing so I, I i i enjoyed that for the most part um i thought ben short who voices sonic is actually really great yeah um i don't know if he was on set at all for any of these but um i thought he wasn't uh have you ever watched the sonic cartoon show no but i played
0: the video game okay i played the sega video game on on sega genesis back in the day Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh
1: yeah so me too and uh so i know a lot about sonic i watched the tv show there was an animated like cartoon Mm -hmm. um back in the day too and i think i had like a bunch of comic books and stuff too i was a big sonic fan wow that was like i didn't care much for mario sonic was my guy yeah and uh there was a lot to like about this as a sonic fan i thought yeah um like there's one moment where well i guess minor spoilers for sonic the hedgehog Um, i mean it's not like i'm gonna give anything too major away um but he eats chili dogs in it which the chili dogs thing comes from the comic books and the cartoon like that's a huge part of it like that's all he wants to eat is chili dogs Mm -hmm. and so for them to throw that just like little moment in there yeah and it The thing that I kept telling, like my wife and I were talking about this after we saw it and I was like, everything in it kind of felt organic yeah. as the one liners happened or the jokes or the moments, nothing felt like fan servicey or forced or or random or anything like that. Um, because even, even when Sonic calls him doc, you know, Eggman, which is like the the, the term that he calls Dr. Robotnik whenever yeah. know, he doesn't want to actually call him Dr. Robotnik um, felt organic in that because his little robot, his drones look like eggs. Yeah. And so it's just this whole thing. And <laughs> yeah. it yeah. totally worked, I thought. Yeah. Um, I thought this was actually really clever, cleverly, cleverly written yeah for a video game movie it yeah it was um you took a lot of the aspects of the video game and you adapted them to a movie and this is a 2d side scroller from the 90s yeah how does this have a storyline and right yeah you did it um the only thing they dumped was uh you know i think you're like saving other animals in the video game whenever you blow up one of dr robotnik's uh, big machines as robots. they a bunch of little animals I come out. Yeah, and
0: I can't remember all the details. Yeah. It's been that long, but yeah, something like that. <laughs> um,
1: but it was it was it was really clever. I thought it worked. Um, the only thing that maybe didn't work was that the side characters to our main characters didn't kind of didn't feel like they were in the same movie. Maybe um, Doctor Robotnik's sidekick was like kind of annoying in yeah. the fact that like he didn't really do anything no. ever and then anytime jim carrey dealt with him it was just kind of i don't know it felt a little cringy it, it, to me it didn't it wasn't very fun it was almost way too yeah it was it was mean spirited yeah. in a way um like we get it he's a bad guy yeah
0: like, he's douchey yeah we understand right and but he was uber douchey yeah <laughs> in those moments and um yeah, those moments I agree. They probably uh that was a little little over the top on that element, but he played such an over the top character. Yeah. And at first I was like, "Uh, okay. It I mean it, it kind of it was I likened back to him in in the Riddler." Mhm. And you know, just um So it was that same kind he did a lot of the same kind of movements and, and, but towards, I don't know, after I got past that, I was like, oh, he's perfect for this. Yeah. He, you know, because in the video game, you've got kind of like that. You know, he's more of a caricature than he is a right. person, and he totally feels like a caricature in this. Yeah,
1: the way that it yeah. works for me is that you have the Sonic character who is clearly not realistic at all. Yeah. And that's fine. So you need a villain that's also. I feel like if they had Sonic going up just a straightforward villain, it wouldn't have worked. No, as I well. don't think so. But, you know, kind of mirroring him in like an evil version of Sonic kind of way where he's over the top. He's, he's saying ridiculous things like yeah. Sonic saying ridiculous things. Yeah. And he's moving crazy. Like Sonic's moving crazy. I think that works. It and, did. And yeah. I, and I, I left that movie wanting another, uh, Ace Ventura though. <laughs> like, yeah, I was yeah. like, man, bring it back. Yeah, like, that's funny. He's he's here. Let's do another one. It's been too long. But um
0: Yeah, it was interesting because once I did get over that, like I was like, oh, you know, and I was apprehensive and I was like, Yeah, I was kinda cautious about that. And then um but like I said, about halfway through I was like, oh and then especially the end where he ends up on I mean, that's kind of a spoiler, but... Um, it's in the trailer. Oh, is it? Yeah, they spoiled that in the trailer. Oh, uh, okay. Well, so it's not really a spoiler then. Sp- but spoilers for Sonic the Hedgehog, if you care. Yeah. Um, where he ends up on the on the mushroom planet, yeah. and his mustache Huge is just mustache. Cra- and And he's all tattered and everything. Yeah. And at that moment, I'm like, this totally works. And then I thought back to that whole element of you know, the the nod to the video game element was like, okay, he perfectly is embodying yeah. a, a, a level boss, you know. When, right. And, and I was like, yeah,
1: this is good. He's, he's very video game. Yeah. Uh, and I think very children's style. If you look at like the villain, like in Phineas and Ferb, there's this Dr. Uh, yes. Doofenshmirtz. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's very much yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it, it probably resonates with, kids a lot that yeah this the way that he, jim carrey's portraying him and yeah um and then also it just makes me excited like if they do another one which i'm, I'm kind of hoping that they do they set it up with with uh well what spo- the, spoilers for sonic the hedgehog yeah the end credit scene yeah um let's just get into it i mean i don't know if we need a spoiler sp- warning but yeah go ahead and do a little one yeah boop, boop. spoilers
0: ahead if you are worried about spoilers for the sonic movie Pause this podcast, go watch the movie at your nearest theater, and then come back and press play and listen to the rest. You have been warned. Spoilers ahead. Boop,
1: boop. Nice. <laughs> Sweet and to the point. Um, yeah, so the, the first end credit scene is Robotnik on Mushroom Planet and with the giant mustache, which... I, as soon as I saw that I was picturing him in his little spaceship with the giant mustache, I yeah. was like, okay, this is yeah. gonna be perfect if they yeah. do another one. Yeah. Um, Which
0: I was kind of wishing that they did the giant mustache
1: from the start. From the beginning, yeah. yeah. It was it was very much an origin <laughs> movie for everyone, yeah. you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. But Donut Lord. Donut Lord <laughs> and uh Pastry Lady. Pretzel Lady. Pretzel Lady, yeah. sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she was born without bones. How terrible. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Ow, ow, ow. Um yeah, you know I thought there were some cute
0: moments. I mean it was it was I mean there's a certain level of cheese whiz that you know you have to expect.
1: Oh when they're watching Speed (laughs) and he's like, Oh Keanu. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty good. There's yeah. there's a lot in there, which yeah. brings me oh well we're in spoilers. Let's get this out of the way real quick. So the last end credit scene is tails, um, tails comes up, yeah, and uh, looks great. Like yeah. almost looks better animated than Sonic did, which makes sense. It's a very short moment yeah um yeah the texture
0: and in the fur and everything yeah. was was more and which made me feel like because it took me a minute to get over that with sonic yeah you do get used to it but but
1: but i got over it yeah and it was like it's like avatar kind of w- yeah yeah it takes you a it, second and you're like oh no this is okay this is fine yeah
0: it's fine it's fine
1: <laughs> um you do notice that there if they would have just went from this design from the beginning they probably would have polished it even more but here we are um i will say this though if they would not have redesigned the sonic this movie would not have worked for me no at all no because it would have felt like this weird creature posing as an actual sonic the hedgehog yeah you know and for him to look like sonic the hedgehog made i think a lot of this work a lot better
0: Oh, and when he came when he came back from the ocean with the <laughs> with the fish on his he head, and he was yeah. all wet and yeah. The, <laughs> 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 yeah, the big fro.
1: There's a lot of little moments. I mean, it's yeah. I I, I, I harken it back to an animated movie. So like, there's little moments in there, and I think those are definitely like hallmarks of like a kids movie. Yeah. Um, but it's stuff that I'm going to. I'm going to remember like as yeah. an adult, even yeah. um, that I think work. Uh, I think James Marsden does a really good job of not being super cutesy with a CG character. Right. You know, he, yep. he, he plays it pretty straight, like uh, adulty, mm-hmm. but then he also has his charismatic, like kind of humorous moments too, where he's, yeah. he's messing with Dr. Robotnik and yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think it does really well yeah. on, on that or he does really well on that, but um yeah, I mean him running to the west coast, I hit the ocean. Saltwater stings yeah. like <laughs> get the fish on his head, and he does a little fro and and then just the there's a scene, I think I think it's online where um, they get attacked by a tank and then the tank turns into a littler tank, and then that littler tank turns into a one wheel, yeah. and then the one wheel turns into a little drone, and yeah. then yeah, and then the drone turns into a little sticky ball, and yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> that that was a really good sequence. I thought and it's just yeah. it's just one robot and one car through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the only thing that like I rolled my eyes out I, around in the in the old movie was the the product placement for Olive Garden is right. so yeah. blatant. Yeah. <laughs> and then also the product placement for the Toyota Tundra, which is right, the truck yeah. that they're driving.
0: Yeah. The t- when he rolls out in that, it was like,
1: yeah, oh, it's, it is... hangs on the logo for a little bit yeah. and then it goes through. And yeah. and then he makes it a point um, later on. So the, the top of the Tundra gets ripped off or lasered off basically. Yeah. And then the harpoon goes through the front dash and it, the, the thing is totaled, like, but it's still running. And he makes a point when they go in San Francisco, he goes, well, the truck's still going, like it's it's fine, it's still running, no problem, but it's basically totaled. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. So you're trying to tell me yeah, that like the is, Toyota Tundra is tough. bulletproof? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, we get it. <laughs> it's
0: a two hour long commercial for the Toyota yeah, Tundra,
1: <laughs> pretty much. But uh, oh, the the speed scene, we didn't talk about that. Um, so were they in the, the roadhouse bar, that was one of my favorite scenes. It's great.
0: The whole yeah, yes the the bar scene in it, it it was kind of a uh, for me, flashback to when Quicksilver yeah. is fighting in very of Ultron, that. you know, and he's running around. Or and Quicksilver and X Men, cha- also. Yeah, yeah. And he's like changing things as, you know, before it actually happens. Yeah. Um, and just the whole setup wrapping people's feet with the with the flag string and tying it to the fan and (laughs) the bear head on the big dude (laughs) um and that's where the the chili dog happens and yeah i yeah it was cool it was uh it was like oh you know this fight breaks out and you're like oh they're gonna get pummeled and then you're like wait a minute wait this might actually be interesting right and then (laughs) it's really long sequence too (laughs) and then sonic is running and he hits the big dude and does nothing nothing yeah (laughs) Yeah, they, I, I enjoyed that. That was probably my favorite scene in the whole film. I'm really
1: curious. That's always been, like, the time stop stuff has always been something I don't quite understand how you do as a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, especially to this degree, um, because none of the actors look CG'd, so are they shooting each actor in a green screen and, like, with a phantom at, like, really high speeds and then compositing them And I would love to know how... You yeah, do they, this. I know yeah. how they did the Quicksilver one in Days of Future Past. Um, I watched the behind the scenes on that, but this is like fifty people.
0: Yeah, in the same room the and same, all kinds yeah. of
1: different stuff
0: happening with stu- you know and the 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 layers of people yeah. in the background and
1: that type of thing. And the, there's elements that he's moving around and stuff that don't necessarily look computer generate. i mean maybe we're just there and they looked great i I, I mean um, hats off to them if they they did but um yeah i'm actually i'm interested to see like the behind the scenes hopefully there's like a breakdown of how they did the scene whenever the dvd i hope so that because that that scene was epic it's really cool (laughs) i think i think it does a really good job of um it's still very much the quicksilver scenes but it's his own thing yeah as well
0: yeah. Man. And and the classic bar fight. Just the idea yeah. of the bar fight is, you know, I mean that's that's a classic western move, you know. And uh even though this isn't a western, I mean you kind of got that small town feel. You do. Yeah. It. And yeah, it, like this biker bar out out in the middle of the road somewhere. Yeah. That yeah. You so. do. Yeah,
1: it is kind of a little bit of a western cuz you get the yeah. two outlaws on the run mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. even though one's an alien hedgehog, but um i yeah i i, I don't know, i was expecting to you, hate this i
0: know you were here you like oh let's go yeah we're not
1: even going to talk about the
0: movie we're just going
1: to yeah. talk about some technical aspects well i wanted to talk <laughs> about you know the main reason uh, i i wanted to um you know quote unquote support this movie um visual effects artists get a really hard time in the industry yeah, um, you look at them winning Oscars, them being nominated for awards, um, the Life of Pi guys—they won an Academy Award for visual effects They and had to shut down. They shut down like yeah. three months before they won the award. Um, they just either there's bad management, and they're not getting, you know, the the right end of the stick, or they're just not getting the right end of the stick to begin with from these studios because studios don't necessarily appreciate them enough. Well, they're not getting any of the stick. (laughs) That's true too. Yeah. So, I mean, the same thing happened with the Lion King, you know, this, this organization, uh, motion picture company, uh, London, I believe, or maybe it was Vancouver. um, You know, they did a huge amount of the VFX for the live action quote, live action, uh, Lion King remake and they shut down and that, movie got nominated for an Academy Award again. So um, it's just something that I I want. uh, They need, I don't know, they need to unionize or something because uh, it's, it's, it's happening over and over and over again. And so when I found out that this movie was going to have to go back for, I think it was nine months or six months of uh, re, you know, reanimation basically, I was like, I'm going to go see the movie, whether it sucks or not. Um, And I know that necessarily my dollars uh, for, for you know, going to see the movie aren't going directly to the animators. I get that. But at the same time, I think it's important to show, like, that box office, those box office numbers, I think should be, you know, equivalent to the hard work that was put into it. Yeah. And I feel like there was a lot of hard work put into this movie. Yeah. Um, and it shows that, you know, yeah, the design should have been this from the beginning and why it wasn't, I have no idea. There's a bunch of, you know, ideas there, you know, somebody that didn't know what they were doing said it should look like this, or it was all just a marketing thing from the beginning. And actually they planned on doing this from the get go. Who knows? Perhaps. Yeah. Um, I don't want to speculate on that because either way it doesn't matter because somebody had to animate those original trailers with the bad looking Sonic. And then somebody had to come in and do all of this. So, um, I'd be really curious to, to talk to the director, which I don't have his name in front of me, but um, and see like, did you have to change the edit for the reanimation? Oh, right. Because yeah. I'm sure there's moments that were in the original um, character design that we're going to take too long to render. And they're just like, well, we got to cut that. Like, you know, Oh, right. Yeah. Because there's only, I think there's two moments where um, James Marston actually like interacts physically With Sonic, right, and in my head I was like, there was never a moment where he like you know rubs his head or like a like a Rocket moment, you know, yeah. Um, Because like there's the end of Guardians of the Galaxy two where um, Drax puts his hand on Rocket's head and kind of like pets him. Basically, there was never that kind of a moment. There's you know James Marsden holds him, right? He's carrying him him twice. I think one time he's mostly covered in like a blanket, right? Um, And it, it was funny because that blanket design looks a lot similar to like the scale of the original design like it's very skinny um doesn't have the big head Mm -hmm. um hedgehog quills or whatever so i wonder if they just kept that in there and they were like we'll just you know once he takes it off we'll have the new cg under there but we'll fake it yeah yeah, we'll just we'll get by with as long as we can um and i wouldn't be even surprised to hear that that blanket was entirely cgi as well hmm. until the reveal yeah. um, so they didn't have to animate quite as much of sonic that would totally make sense to me but regardless of all that i think it's important to support um fellow filmmakers and i know this isn't necessarily financially supporting them but hopefully they're getting the recognition sure, for yeah. this hard work by yeah. showing box office and it sounds like the it's doing well enough for especially for a kids movie with no prior IP necessarily. I mean it's a video game movie from the nineties, so you know, it's not a guaranteed thing. It's not frozen to or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it didn't get a lot of marketing love either. Yeah, I mean I saw quite a bit le- like a couple weeks leading up to it, I think. But yeah, it, since then I haven't you yeah, know, they're not they're not still pushing it. But it only had a thirty six percent drop the second week, which is pretty good. Yeah. Usually that's like fifty or sixty right, for a yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it stays in, it picks up and you know, I'm looking forward to a sequel. I think there's a lot that you could do. Um, the ring element is very cool. Um, it makes it makes so much more sense than just him collecting rings in the video game for no reason whatsoever. Right? Yeah, like coin. Right. Yeah. They're payoffs. Video, you know, for the video game, which yeah, makes sense. For, they're for just the video lives game, or levels just, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, right. Health, basically, uh, in the video game. But in this, they're transports and he only has you can only transport as many coins as he has so yeah. um once he's out of coins he's out of coins so i think there's a lot of elements there that are interesting that you can do a lot with and um tails being introduced and then you have um, amy who's a female character of sonic basically and then you have of course knuckles which is the red echidna um who in the beginning of the movie is the ones trying to kill him. Right. The very beginning is the knuckles uh, species. So I think there's a lot of things you could do there. And even in the, in a third movie, if you want to go that route, you could have a Sonic versus Sonic where you have shadow, which is um, the, uh, the Blackford Sonic that was made in a lab by Dr. Robotnik. So there's a whole element there that you can do. And yeah, from the quill. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a whole franchise thing. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's got a lot of potential yeah and uh i'm interested to see if it'll go anywhere but yeah i think that's about it i think i think we've exhausted as much as we can um if you know how they did the slow-mo scene though please add us uh, I, yeah i want to know yeah. everything about that um it's definitely one aspect of filmmaking that like i haven't dove very deep into and i would love to know more so please yep. all
0: right eric you want to close this out yeah so thanks so much for Having a listen, be sure to listen to previous episodes where we talk about other kinds of movies and gear and all kinds of fun filmmaking stuff. Uh, If you'd like to follow Zach, you should at Zach Abbott's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Eric Thurston. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the easy podcast. You can follow us on YouTube for the From the Bin series. Until we get to a place where we start recording these video-wise, you're just going to get From the Bin, which is the most fun, actually. It's pretty fun. And uh, you can find us on YouTube at The Easy Podcast Show. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints, concerns, send those all to Zach. He's super excited to...
1: Oh, I'm just clasping my hands waiting <laughs> on someone to email me some complaint please and you can do so at the
0: easy podcast show at gmail.com thanks for listening
1: guys this was a fun one go see Sonic it's it's pretty great it, it's not a waste of your time no it's not a waste of your time it's not a waste of your money go to that matinee ticket check it out thanks for listening we'll catch you next time bye